Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. Marcus Tanner joined Second Helpings as their executive director after retiring from a 27-year career in the U.S. Marine Corps. Second Helpings has been filling the shelves and the bellies of Tri-County residents for 30 years. Marcus is here to chat with us today about its milestones and what's next for the organization. Let's listen. You took the uh, helm of Second Helpings in 2021. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got here and what drew you to the organization in the area? Well, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, so to date, I've been the executive director for Second Helpings for 11 months. Um, so it's been been wonderful. Um, so I retired from the Marine Corps in 2021 and um, we came back here. Uh, I'd been stationed here at the air station uh, from 2017 to 2019. We absolutely fell in love with the place. Uh, we knew this is where we wanted to raise our kids, uh, the churches, the schools, the people magnificent, the, the best we'd seen in over 20 years of time in the Marine Corps. Absolutely loved it. And uh, so I was sitting at a, a stoplight in August of last year and I looked over and saw uh, this huge truck that had this big apple. And, you know, I looked over and I was like, wow, that looks amazing. And I got to looking at it, took a picture of it, went back and talked to my wife about, you know, how can we get involved? Uh, I, I spent, you know, 27 years in the Marine Corps, just wanted to do something different, wanted to give back. And, uh, uh, two days later, I saw an ad on Indeed that they were looking to hire an executive director. And at that point, I knew that that was just God telling me, hey, that's where you need to go. And so uh, we we jumped on it, and it's been an absolute blessing ever since. Well, it's been around for a long time. I mean, Second Helpings has been part of the community for 30 years, coming up on their 30-year yes, anniversary. Ma'am. How um, how do you think Second Helpings, how has their mission, vision grown since 1992? Well, I tell you, in every aspect, it's just growing exponentially. We started out with uh, a borrowed van and 14 volunteers, and now we have eight refrigerated trucks. Uh, we have over 325 active volunteers, and we're actually fixing to purchase a refrigerated van, like a smaller version that uh, was so graciously donated to us by the Wexford Foundation. We're going to use that for implementing operations and uh, you name it, in every aspect of the, the word growth is how we've uh, been able to, to kind of grow this organization. Uh, right now, we have 54 uh, food pantries, soup kitchens, and missions that we work with. Uh, our, our donors, our food donors, are every chain store you can imagine. We've got 54 right now, uh, but we're growing that each month from local farmers to people that are just want to get involved and donate food. That's amazing. You know, the last few years have been just upheaval and crazy for all of us with That's the right. pandemic and what's been happening. How have you seen those needs change? What's changed in the last couple of years that's impacted what you do, Marcus? Well, we've noticed that uh, the economy is one aspect of it uh, with inflation, with rising costs. Uh, there's there's families. Uh, honestly, if you look in five square miles from where we are right now, there are dozens, tons of people that are hurting. That, that need food, that that are, are trying to survive, trying to get by. And uh, that has only grown with the, you know, the, the rising cost of gas, uh, with inflation. Uh, people are realizing that, you know, what, what they used to be able to, uh, for $2 for a gallon of milk, now it's $3, you know. So in every aspect of the word, uh, the, the need has increased. And with, um, you know, you think with a lot of places hiring that it would be easy to get a job. Uh, but with everything else costing so much, uh, whether it be childcare, gas, uh, it's really impacting a lot of people. And so what we're trying to do is figure out 
uh, how, how can we help the most? How can we have the most impact? And so we've gone out to a lot of our agencies. We've talked to a lot of the, the clients that they have and just basically said, how, how can we help? What can we do differently that's going to be able to help and make an impact uh, on the community? And so what we're trying to be focused on is take one less thing that they have to spend their money on, which is food. And if we can provide that, then they can take their money, spend it on gas, spend it on any other aspect of their life that they need. And uh, a lot of our agencies, a lot of our partners are coming together and saying, yeah, that's that's what we need to do. So even though we've gone through kind of a phase with the, you know, with the supply chain issues that have kind of been slow, uh, if you go to a grocery store, you notice that the, the shares are, you know, sometimes, you know, kind of bare. Uh, but that still hasn't stopped this community and the graciousness of our people uh, that have given and the grocery stores that are going above and beyond to really try and help and do what they can. I think there's a misnomer about our area, but we do live in an affluent area. Yes, and people often have the misconception that that there isn't that need for yes, food, but it's real, isn't it? Yes, even in our area, even in Hilton Head, Bluffton, the areas you often think wouldn't have that. Yes, ma'am. And I, it's funny because uh, growing up, I always heard about Hilton Head. You know, but this is big, shiny object. And I, it really wasn't until I was stationed here that I really got to get out and see uh, that what for, for me, the drawing was just the, the graciousness and the kindness of the people that are here. Uh, not only that, but their willingness to give and serve uh, of anything they have, their time, their talent, you know, their their money, the, their service uh, has really been, that's the one aspect that's really kind of uh, stood out to me as you know, not necessarily an outsider, but as someone who's new coming in. And uh, that that is what's really made me want to be so much part of this community and try to do what I can to give back. You know, we partnered, the Chamber partnered with Second Helpings five years ago for a great program called Fill the Need. Uh, it, you know, the organization has also won an Organization of the Year Award from us. Tell us a little bit about the Fill the Need program, how that works. It's a really great yes, connection of taking a need and and filling the need. Yes, ma'am. So the, the cool thing about Fill the Need is uh, there's the, the service industry on the island uh, is provided by a lot of people. And a lot of those people live on island a lot live off and so they'll travel on the palmetto breeze bus line and uh, some travel as far as from allendale to here and that's a that's a pretty good haul to you know to go to work and to be able to provide you know for the family uh but it's a great place to work it's a great place to be and so uh some of the volunteers at second helpings uh, margie tomsack in particular who's a program manager uh, uh, an absolute amazing lady I, uh, she's absolutely fantastic. She she's, gives in so many other aspects of building need. Um, she got, she was talking with uh, the director and a lot of other people about, you know, these people come to the island, you know, and by the time they get through and get back to where they're they're going, grocery stores are closed, and these are working class people. These are people who actually are going without so that the island and that the service industry you know, can flourish. And so she said, you know, let's the hub of Palmetto Breeze right there in Bluffton. Let's let's figure out how we can provide them some sort of food, some sort of grocery type environment. And so uh, it's really cool is uh, when the buses come in, you know, from the island. Uh, it's every Thursday. They'll they set up tables that, that it's basically set up just like a grocery store. So they come up, they tell them their name, they give them a bag, and they get to walk through. And just like they would at a Publix or a Food Line or Walmart, they get to walk through the grocery store and get to pick out what they want. You know. A lot of times it's whatever they want, as long as they can carry it and get back on the bus and go home. Uh, that that's what they do, and it's it's amazing stuff that we get. And these people are really there. Uh, that was one of the first volunteer events that I was able to do uh, with Second Helpings, and uh, I was I was broken because of the 
the amazing people that provide, the amazing people that serve, and not only that, but the thankfulness of the people that were riding the bus. Uh, it, it was it was just a really cool environment. Yeah, it's such a thing that we're so, so thrilled to have been a part of, at least especially in the beginning of launching that program. And you guys have just taken it and really, really run with it. I am amazed by the number of volunteers that you have. Yes, ma'am. I mean, more than 325 volunteers, 20,000 hours a year contributed to rescue food. That's an interesting term, rescuing food and delivering it. What, who are the, who are these volunteers? Where are they coming from? And, and can, how can anyone get involved? Yes, ma'am. So the, the, the amazing thing about our organization is we are a volunteer driven organization. We have only four paid staff, uh, two full-time and two part-time. Every aspect of what we do is by volunteers. It's the people giving up their time and driving the trucks, picking up the food, you name it, it's done by volunteers. And we actually, it's fun. It's kind of funny. We've got like a, a small cadre in each area of Bluffton, Hilton Head and Beaufort. Uh, and our trucks are parked at the Presbyterian Church here on Hilton Head. They're parked at Sun City in Bluffton and at the Greco parking lot in Beaufort. And uh, these are average everyday individuals who said, you know what, you know, I've got time. I can show up. I can, I can help people. And our volunteers are some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet. And they, they don't just volunteer for us. They volunteer for you know a ton of different places that are active in the community. And uh, they show up every day and six, seven days a week. And what's really cool is one truck that that operates, and on average we operate four to five a day, but one truck, the impact that that makes on average is about twelve to 1,500 meals that that crew picks up and delivers to the pantries and the soup kitchens every day. That's just one truck. And so every time I tell our volunteers, you know, we can do this without them, but every time they step on a truck, they are impacting and changing people's lives every day. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Marcus, we are thrilled you're at the helm. You have truly lived a life of service. Well, thank you. With the Marines, thank you for your service. And now with Second Helpings, making a difference. It's not a bad day at the office, is it? Uh, it's funny. I tell people that I go to work for therapy because uh, be able to help people and do that. Uh, it really gives you something to look forward to. And in any aspect of being able to give back, it's always doing something worthwhile. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 